Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, uh, Aaron and Kevin are back in this brand new year uh, to get things going once again. We're talking about death and life, Um, not necessarily physically, um, but we're talking about how in Christ we die. We die to sin and we rise to new life. And that gift is given to us through the death and resurrection of Jesus, and we're united with Jesus through baptism. So we're going to be talking about baptism, death, and life, and what what it looks like to put on Christ on a daily basis. So we hope that you enjoyed this conversation. Welcome. Hey! Hey! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! 2023. Where you been all my life? Just looming in the shadows. Oh, man. Right around that next corner. You know what? We haven't done this podcast since last year. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's always the best joke. Yeah. Yeah. You turn into a new year and it's like, man, I haven't done that since last year. <laughs> I've been taking a shower since last year. <laughs> Kevin, it's January 8th. Yeah. It is. Is it? No. It's the 9th today. Well, depends what day you're listening to this. The. Man, I don't even know what day it is that we're recording it. So there you go. But it's 2023. I know 2023. that. 2023. Cheers. 20. <laughs> You're going to cheers me with your microphone. <laughs> we're out of the rhythm of how to do this, I think. Yeah, I don't know. What is a podcast? <laughs> That's how we're going to start. What is? Let's ask the fundamental <laughs> questions here. Yeah, no, it's a new year, 2023. I'm still not used to it. Sounds very futuristic, if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, it was funny because you, you said, I forget which service it was at, but during the announcements, you were talking about when you, you're writing your checks. That you, I was thinking, you don't write checks. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I do remember that, though, like growing up in school, you'd have to write like the date. the date on every you know worksheet or whatever, and it would take weeks to, to get it correct. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, but I don't ever write the year anymore, so I do oh. sometimes. I do on uh, you know Excel spreadsheets. Well, you type it. Oh, well, that's a good point. When was the last time you hand wrote the year oh. on a check? Well, no, actually, probably on letters. Sometimes I date my letters. You write letters though. Yeah, I forgot that you're a letter writer. Yeah, man, you got an old soul. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I got new moccasins. How are they? Because of those old souls. Oh. (laughs) Hit it. Oh. D, D. Uh, Ah, There there we go. We're getting getting to bed. I don't remember the buttons. Uh, Yeah, old souls. No, you got new moccasins, though. I did, yeah. Of all things, uh, it was was a free exchange as well. Like, that was the premise of this Christmas exchange was you couldn't buy the things you were giving to people yet either. You know, be secondhand giving them or making them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So somebody made you moccasins? No, they must have just had them. <laughs> They're not quite the right size. They're a little, a little snug on the toes, but we'll just blow out the toe, you know, sooner than last. You could just, yeah, just cut the, just cut <laughs> just it. Cut it. <laughs> kind of like alligator just slippers. Rip the band-aid off. <laughs> yeah, no, they're nice. They're warm. Very, very toasty. Uh, good sole uh, thickness, so my feet don't hurt so bad. They were actually starting to hurt at the end of last year when I was wearing my oh, other moccasins. So, yeah. It's a beautiful thing to have nice slippers. I love nice slippers, man. I do, too. Yeah. What was your, if you had to say one thing, one gift you got this year that you were excited about, what would it be? Well, honestly, it hasn't got here yet. <laughs> oh, 
Thanks a lot, Amazon. Yeah. Well, it was an Instagram ad that my that that I I mean I think it's legit, but uh, my wife bought it for me, and it just says it's in transit from China. <laughs> but she ordered it at like Thanksgiving. What's the product? Uh, it's like pants? a it, no, it's like a lighter, but it's a torch. Oh yeah, you can like melt tin cans with it. Okay, you got big plans. <laughs> I mean, it's what the ad showed, so I want to try it. Well, sure. You got to test it, make sure they're not, you know, false advertising. I don't know if that'll be the favorite or not. Um, I got, I got, I got all practical stuff. Yeah, that's what you're saying. You got a lot of wearable helmet. I'm excited about my new computer backpack mm-hmm. and my ski helmet. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, and just. So many wonderful things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we should, Kevin, we should we should transition this thing before we, we lose our uh, <laughs> lose our audience. <laughs> no, don't leave, guys. Please <laughs> stick around. Yeah, it's gonna get good. It's, we're right on the cusp. <laughs> we're gonna cheers right into it. All right, <clears throat> hit me with the heavy. I'm gonna hit you with the heavy. Let's look at our mugs. Yours is black and mine is white. Oh, yeah. Yours looks like death and mine looks like life. That's true. So this is what we talked about the last couple of weeks. Yeah, death and life. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because we said, you know, if you really unpack Christmas, mm. right, if you look at what Jesus did when he came into the world, um, what did he come to do? He came to die and rise. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's the fullness of it, and um, so you know we we took a kind of a silly approach to get there by giving each other uh, these gifts and things. And I gave you a, a suit for your funeral, and you gave me a baby onesie. But I think it's a pretty poignant image, especially when they're held next to each other. And that was what I was trying to do uh, in the sermon this week was like mm-hmm. put them side by side, you know. Um, and uh, we we looked on. This last Sunday at, at Colossians chapter three, where Paul uses the the imagery of like putting putting something off mm. um, and putting something on, you know, put off these these sinful things, put them to death, um, put them away, um, and put on Christ, mm. right? And so, uh, any anytime I, I've had this image in my mind for quite a long time, when Paul uses that language, I've always kind of thought of it like like a closet, you know, like clothing. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's what, that's kind of how I preached on it uh, on Sunday was like, all right. So imagine, imagine that you go to your closet and you've got two options in front of you for the day. Mm-hmm. Are you going to put on um, deathly things? Or are you going to put on life giving things? Right. And what do you, what are you going to wear? And I don't know if you, have you thought about it like that before? I don't know that I have. I don't know that I've thought about it as a, well, we talk a lot about like Christ's righteousness as clothes or robes. Okay. You know? So like that's in that sense, um, I have thought about uh, my standing before God as something to be donned or wore. Um, but no, I do like the uh, the image too of, you know, in the closet. Well, because the other, I think the other thing that came to mind for me was, um, well, you can talk a lot about remembering your baptism, mm. right? Well, but what does that mean? You know, mm. what does it mean to remember your baptism? Um, and and so it's not just remembering like, oh yeah, once I, w- I was baptized once. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was baptized. But like, no, remembering really means to, it's a little more active than 
you know, just thinking about something that happened or acknowledging a fact that something happened a while ago, like, and that's where I think the, the putting on metaphor, um, is a little bit more, uh, thorough, maybe it's a little more enhanced. Um, is this more, a little more thorough, active. Yeah, thorough, a little, a little thoroughgoing. I thought you said thorough, like, like Henry, Henry. I was like, <laughs> we're getting poetic. now. <laughs> oh, I wish I knew Henry thorough. <laughs> yeah. I should read some of his letters. Yeah. No. Uh, what, you write poems or something? <laughs> I, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, so like the idea of like wearing, wearing that baptismal identity, um, you know, putting it on. But, but even that needs to be kind of broken down, right? Like even mm. that needs to be probably made a little bit more like practical. Like what does that look like for Aaron Garrick? Aaron Garrick, he goes to the closet mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah. He sees his white robes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciated that, by the way. <laughs> Um, uh, what does it look like for you to put on this onesie, this baby onesie, so to speak? Yeah. Well, I, so the putting on the new life, putting on, putting on Christ, putting on this baptismal identity that each day I have a new start each day. I'm a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Um, I mean, it, it means a couple of different things. One, one, it means that, um, that that my sin, my sin is paid for. Hmm. It's it's actually dead. So so Christ paid for that, and He also paid to take away the my guilt of my sin. So I because I think this is the this is the trouble that a lot of people get stuck in 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 our natural sinful living is we we sin and then we also we also have to deal with the guilt of it and so there's these past sins you know maybe the sins from yesterday that in my mind are still with me today maybe it's the way i treated somebody or did something or some conflict or whatever it's like oh man i'm still living with the effects of that and i still feel bad about it you know um all of that is also paid for hmm. um not that we shouldn't feel bad about our sinful condition and repent of that, um, but but there is no guilt, there is no condemnation, mm. right? We're we're free people, uh, and so 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 when I wake up each day and I and I live into my baptism, all my sin is gone, the guilt associated with it is gone. I'm a I'm a free. <laughs> I'm a free man with a fresh start, mm, mm-hmm. right? And I get to I get to live in a different kind of way, and so, um, you know, I mean, for example, again, like Colossians three, Paul lists all kinds of characteristics of Christian living. Um, you can find these things all throughout the Bible. I mean, we preached on the Beatitudes. I mean, Jesus, you know, very clearly lays out what it looks like to be a follower of His. So that should be my desire then, and so then my prayer you know, as I'm putting on that onesie is, okay, God, let me, let me live according to your purposes today. Mm. Um, let me put opportunities in front of me, um, to, to speak your name and then let me follow through on those things. Um, so just unite me with your purpose, unite me with your will, um, not my own, you know? And so that's, that's kind of, that's the framework that I want to choose to live my life with. And not even, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even want to desire sin, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's dead. It's a dead thing. Yeah. So 
I don't, I don't want it to have mastery over me. And I, I can't do that on my own. Like, and I, I want to be very clear about that. Um, I can't get rid of my sin myself. I can't overpower sin myself. Christ already did though. Mm-hmm. Christ already took it. Um, so, you know, Paul, and I, I couldn't get into all of this, but there, there's a lot of theology here that Paul does deal with um, in, in the new Testament letters, because like, you know, we'll, we'll fall into these traps then. Cause you might, you might want to respond and be like, well, sin is, sin is unavoidable. It's inescapable. I'm going to sin. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, well, yes, but that's not a license to sin. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what, that's what Paul will say. I mean, it's at the beginning of Romans chapter six, should we continue sinning so that grace may abound mm-hmm. by no means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. And part of it comes from that, like, foundational identity he's trying to get across, right? Which is what you're saying. Like, yeah. look, I'm by wearing this onesie, I'm not only, I'm not only going to look at myself the way that you look at me, God, right? Mm-hmm. You see me as forgiven, redeemed, clean, you know? But like, okay, if that's who I am, well, I want to live into who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to live in alignment with who I am. And that's kind of Paul's argument, right? In a lot of those spots where he's like, it's not so much like, <laughs> he didn't say like, don't, you know, don't sin because it's bad. He says, don't sin because like, that's not you, mm, right? Yeah. Like that was once you, but not anymore. Like, you're, that's dead. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> Paul will use that language. Like you, you were dead um, mm-hmm. once you did this. Um, and what, what would you say to the answer of like, what's the, what's the timeline there? When, mm. when did you, and now when do you, do you know what I mean? Like when were you dead in your sin and when are you now alive? Mm-hmm. Well, so I kind of, I mean, <clears throat> I kind of see it as a pretty dynamic thing, right? Like I don't see my walk as a Christian as something that now I'm just forever in a state of, you know, um, new obedience that I never go against, right? right. So, because how do I make sense of when I do sin, right? Well, so like I kind of like to see those times um, as death, you know, like when I fall into sin, like I'm, I'm dying, you know, it's not good. I don't want to die. I want to mm. live, right? And so there's a, you know, there's kind of like a little resurrection, right? Every time you fall, um, because that's what Jesus has come to do. That's what the that's what the empty tomb means. Is that even though sin has led to death, there is a uh, a a new life that comes out after it. Uh, there's a new life that comes um, not even in spite of it, um, but in some ways because that death exists. Right? Like Jesus dies on the cross because my death exists, because my sin exists. And so, um, so when I sin. You don't. What you don't want to do is what I think you were trying to warn earlier. Is like you don't want to just walk around and basically beat yourself up constantly, saying, "Oh my gosh, like I'm just so I'm so bad." You hmm. know, like I'm never going to be good. I'm I'm so awful. Oh, I've done this again. Um, you know, how am I ever going to be? You know, like a good Christian? No, 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 no. Like you go to the cross. Like when you sin, you go back to you remind yourself what is my identity and why is that my identity? Oh, it's because this is what Jesus has done. Hmm. You know, so. So I, that's kind of how I see it. Um, you know, like I think you want to claim your life. Like you think you want to let that be the predominant thing, you know, that you claim. Um, but but so sin sin becomes a place for you to claim your resurrection. That's that's kind of how I see it. 
because um, it, it it is inevitable. I mean, Paul will say that pretty much flat out in Romans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to do what I don't want to do, like yeah. this as part of this old. But but as soon as he does it, he says, "Who will deliver me from this body of death?" Thanks be to God mm-hmm. for Christ Jesus. So it's like when that comes, you're not you're not trying. It's not a license to sin. Um, I mean, honestly, like the more you the more you put on your baptismal clothing, mm-hmm. the less you want to sin because you see that it's destructive right. for you and others. Um, and, and then, um, so yeah, so then when you do, uh, and this is, this has been hard for me to learn, um, and it's come slow, you know, so like, if this is not where you're at today, it doesn't mean you won't get there. Um, but like when I sin now, I try not to make it so much about me. I used to make it a lot about me, Hmm. you know, about me, like blowing it, you know, and being like, and then like, kind of like beating myself up to get into some sort of mindset of repentance instead of just going to Jesus and being like, you, you died for this, you know, like Mm. this isn't, you're not making me into this. I want to be what you are making me into, you know, Mm. and just that's less about me and more about what he's done. Yeah. Well, because the, the first thing that you said, um, is actually a, I think a trick of the devil. Mm. I mean, the, the Hebrew, the Hebrew name Satan, mm-hmm. Satan, that's a Hebrew word, means accuser. Right. Right? So so he does Satan does accuse. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just tempt, but he tries to tempt you to fall into it. And then he and then he points his finger at and you and says, Oh, I thought you were I thought you were better than that. Mm-hmm. Look what you did. Right? And then you're like, shoot, I did, you know, I better, I better get myself, I gotta, I gotta get myself right, you know, fix it, fix it up. Right. right? And then, and then we're down into a perilous road of works righteousness that you can't, Mm -hmm. can't get out of. Right. Right. Yep. Um, And so, yeah, so that, so we, when we, when we fall and when we sin, we have to, we have to go to Christ Mm -hmm. um, and know that, that on the cross, um, the cross is enough. Yeah. The cross is enough, and and we should be able to cling to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's and that and that's the beauty of baptism as well. So, uh, you know, I, I do want to go here because, like, uh, you know, we're we're Lutheran pastors, and you know, Lutherans and different denominations have different takes on on what baptism is and what it does and thankfully every one of us acknowledge the fact that jesus says do it (laughs) so we're doing it um uh, but but you know what it means and and how those things come um we we vary a little bit on but uh kind of the lutheran angle is is this like the promises of christ that he died for you and he rose for you and he forgives you Mm. um those exist the, the promise exists apart from baptism. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. But baptism unites us with those promises. Yeah. So baptism is a gift for us that we would know for certain mm. that, that the promise is ours. Yeah. It's for me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so I did a, I, I did a, a Bible class on, on this last Sunday uh, you can look it up on YouTube if you want, uh, but but I talked about circumcision and baptism, which isn't you know we don't talk about it a whole lot, but the New Testament does, and in Paul in Colossians and in Galatians and in Romans makes connections between 
circumcision and baptism. Mm-hmm. And one one thing that was interesting is that the that I shared was that when um, prior to prior to God commanding Abraham uh, to to circumcise as a promise of the covenant, God had already made the promise to Abraham. Mm-hmm. So it was in Genesis 12 that God promised Abraham, um, you know, I will bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. And I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. Um, he'd already done that. And Abraham actually already believed it and he trusted it. And it was, it was good. They, they had that thing. Um, but then God gave them this, this, uh, this uh, command and covenant of circumcision and it says in Genesis 17, so that so that the um, basically so that the promise would be on their flesh mm, or in their mm-hmm. flesh yeah. to be actually a very visible sign that the promise is yours. Yeah, right. right? And so, baptism is is seen in the New Testament in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Um, that again, Jesus died for us; he rose for us. Can you be saved without being baptized? Does the promise exist apart from baptism? You can be saved without being baptized, but baptism is a gift for you mm. to unite you with mm-hmm. the death and resurrection of Jesus as a gift for you, as an assurance yep. for you um, that that uh, Christ's death and resurrection is for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's a beauty to the, the promise, you know, and and the rite of baptism, both of those things being outside of you, you know. It's mm. not dependent on my performance. Uh. It's not dependent on how good I am doing as a Christian. Right. Because that's what you were saying earlier about that perilous trap. You'll, you'll, your mind will never let you rest if you get going down that sort of, well, or if it does, then honestly, you'll, you'll probably settle for a much easier version of humanity than God has for you. Or you'll be full of pride. Yeah, sure. Right. Yep, thinking that you're you're doing you're doing you're doing good. You're doing really good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but no, yeah. The promise comes from outside you. It's delivered to you by your baptism, and so yeah. So remember your baptism. In other words, put on your baby onesie in the morning. <laughs> in other words, uh, did you try to? Uh, you've got a you know you've got an almost one year old. Yeah, I do. Well, he's not that. We shouldn't we shouldn't advance him that that much but oh you got two more months roundup yeah um did you try to put on his onesie this morning no i did not (laughs) (laughs) i wanted you to though i almost said something because i i wore your you know i wore your coat your your suit coat i was like you gotta wear it (laughs) i just wanted to see you know if you get around the neck or something it'd be kind of funny i I didn't even i don't even think it'd be possible hey you have two kids i have four i think it took till kid number three that we actually learned a onesie trick. Do you know that the onesie is designed to also be pulled down? Yes, and it's way better. Going down is so much easier for me. I always go down. Always? Almost always. So we learned it. I wish I had known it for the other kids, though. Yeah, when they dirty themselves. Yeah, with the explosive, those explosive early baby ones, where you're like, (laughs) I got to bring this thing up over the head. I mean, I did so many of those before I knew that trick. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I really knew it on Lily. I think it was. I think it was only with Will that I've done. Did I teach you? No. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you probably did. It was probably just being around you. The information transferred oh, via man. osmosis. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it'd be kind of nice. I wish my shirts worked that way. Do you? No. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't really know how that would work. Shimmy it down. That's right. Uh, so. Yeah, baptism. Yeah, it's good life. stuff. It is. 
Well, just a little uh, little forewarning. We're gonna we're gonna switch topics mm-hmm. coming up here this next week. And uh, if you want to if you want to get ahead of us, start reading First Corinthians uh, because we're gonna be talking about the the upside down kingdom of God and how things are things are upside down, backwards, inside out, mm-hmm. right <laughs> up, side up, upside down, inside out. What are, what are all the all those things? <laughs> yeah, you know. The kingdom of God is uh, different. It's different than the ways of the world. Mm. All right. So, Kevin. Aaron. It's good to sit with you again, man. Yeah, likewise. All right. Blessings. Cheers.